bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. We don't play nothing but real country music. Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Everybody's doing it. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Welcome back to Sidetracked. Heard here on WOR weeknights at 7. Your local NPR radio station. (laughs) This one goes out to our dear, dear friend, Andy Gerbaugh. Nothing better than a little Jerry Rafferty to calm the soul before Armstead goes on a rant. Look to take that soprano sax and shove it where the sun don't shine! Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. 
As always, Sidetrack brought to you by Dirty Hooker Diesel, Diesel Freak, and some Pico Oil. We're here to broaden the minds of the polling world, one show at a time. Heard every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Pulling Radio Network. six minutes of your life you'll never get back <laughs> and you wasted it with us <laughs> think the six minutes is bad just wait till you hear the rest of the show and now for the second verse <laughs> i can't believe i was able to actually talk that quietly on the microphone i'm watching as we record and the scales normally peaked right out every time i talk and uh it barely registered the soft focus on oh that's better now for the news <laughs> diane sawyer what have you got for us <laughs> oh fuck this shit there we go that's a lot better thank god oh. expanding your mind here on the john tesh show <laughs> godfather said we had to tame it down a bit i tried well, we went one entire show a couple weeks ago without saying once. Nah, I think we, there was one shit in there the whole time, and that's it. Fuck! How did that shit get in there? I don't. I don't remember. It was during the Charlie Capozo part. Oh, fucking Charlie! We, we behaved ourselves with the blade graves, but we had to. We don't want to ruin our average, you know. Ah, oh. it's it's easier to do fucking math when you're at a hundred percent. Ah. This is so much easier now that we don't have to censor ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, Second Baptist Bar and Roller back in. It took last week off because Armstead was way too damn hot to even try to do a show. As much as you would like to hear it, we could have kissed a lot of things goodbye if I would have actually had uh, up on air. Oh, it would have been bad. You knew the form I was in. Uh, yeah, I could I could sense it, and I was just like, yeah, good call. All right, no show. Yeah, you have, I haven't been that pissed off in a long time. No, I could, like, hear the vibration, you know, through the phone. It's, it's like, he is, he's just, he's set on kill. <laughs> <laughs> that sh- We would have recorded that show and stuffed it way, 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 way back in the archives. Yeah. And... Probably saved it as the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been about it. Is that one would not have been able to reach here, and you know it's a bad start to the day. And Andrew's going to be a bad mood when he actually posts something that isn't just funny on Facebook. Yeah, or looking for something. It's yeah. Right away, I even revealed my mood was bad, and it just yeah. spiraled from there. Yep, it didn't improve. Oh, so we got some rant-worthy material coming up on here, and it's got my blood boiling. I mean, we've talked about it twice already outside of this. Yes. To the point I actually called you up, what was it, Sunday night, 
Yeah, after I, I actually kind of surprised it. I figured, why the hell hasn't he called me yet after reading? Because you hadn't read it yet. And well, I had skimmed through it. and We talked about it on the phone before. You know, the day we were supposed to record. Yeah, we had brushed over it, but then I actually sat down and really read it. Right, and the stupidity that came through. Well, and I think was so immense. Yeah, I think it was actually better that you read it after the weekend, after seeing what we saw and you know what let's get right into it we don't have a news segment anymore i had some nicotine a few minutes ago so i'm good for at least another 30 seconds um wow great weekend absolutely fantastic and antique pulling and the natpa are gonna be just fine there's new blood in every class there absolutely is yeah it was really cool to see and and they haven't even got started yet i mean you get into the meat of the season more when we get away from harvest time and people get a feel especially with the division five plus once people start getting a taste for it and, and getting out there for it it's gonna be awesome it's finally the, the shot in the arm that uh, they really kind of needed um to see and their numbers weren't bad before no, they weren't. I'm not saying that they were. No, you're absolutely right. But it needed something to bring the interest in in 5+, and the speed limit in Division 4. Holy crap. Huge. It just... I mean, we went from maybe four tractors yeah. two years ago in Division 4. Yeah, and now in some of the middleweight classes, we had, you know... 14, 15, 14, 16. 15, 16 tractors in Division 4. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it's great. Guys are making that jump up from three to four and playing. And uh, holy shit, John Helms tractor. He's going to be giving them Moline's a good run for their money in that, that Division Four class. Flat out fucking beast. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, Got to give a shout out to our good friend uh, Ben Holthouse. What a weekend yeah. for him. He was uh, kicking ass. Slowburn came back with a vengeance. Yep, he was kicking ass. I think what five versus five wins. I think on the weekend, at least weekend? five at least or five. six. You had all five class wins. He he uh, he was on fire. Oh yeah, and uh, the best part was just getting a chance to see our antique family again. I talked about this yeah. the day of the poll. You know, is we don't see these guys other than for the most part in Michigan because you don't get outside of the state for the antique polls. No, we see them maybe twice. And then nothing for again for eleven yeah. months. If I see him, if I see him three times a year, really for a lot of those guys, that's a lot. But it's like we're, it's like our best friends, and we, you know, I just saw you last Thursday. You know, it's it's that kind of. You never friendship. miss a beat. You nope. start, you know, you could joke around with ninety nine percent of the people. You can give a hard time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Gary Baker was smiling. Yeah, he was. And he was on a Moline. He was. He was. He's a he's becoming a a true slut tractor slut. He'll drive anything. <laughs> and for someone of his height, that is impressive. There is a future for uh, midget sluts out there. I'm amazed he could operate the thing, you know, because Daryl's not exactly a small guy. No, no, that was uh, definitely uh, polar opposites there. But yeah. good seeing Bob DeBerg again in person. You know, Holy we shit. love having him on the show. And there is so much that is said off microphone that can never reach the air. And that was true this weekend, too, because he was up in the announcer stand with us for better than half of it. And just, it's a good thing there's a railing around it because I would have fallen off the damn thing from laughing. Oh, he he had me just, just in stitches. It was... <laughs> Shout out to Michigan Tractor Pullers. Ooh, look, a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> But shout out to Michigan Tractor Pullers, um, everybody involved, Todd Whipple, Jared Badoon, Robert Neathammer, Dave Feldkamp, um, Mike Zimmerman, um, Amy Rentschler. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome event. Yep. Everything was smooth, you know, on, on par. I know you didn't eat any of the meal, but you no. missed out so bad. Good. Oh, my God, there wasn't a bad thing on the, oh, just, I don't know who caters it, but you need to get them for your wedding because it's that amazing. Yeah, they were, every, everybody was saying how good it was. And and the brownies they made? 
Yeah, I did eat some of those. Those, those were, were good. Those were awesome. The only reason I didn't eat it is because I was hungry about 3.30, and so Tanya went and got me Chinese food, and I mowed down on about six pounds worth of General So chicken, which was like crack chicken. I don't know. It was fantastic, oh, too. Oh, General So is always amazing. Yeah. But, well, you can, you but can we screw ate it up. At, but. We ate at, what, 5, 6 o'clock, so you should have been hungry by then. I should have been, <laughs> but I wasn't. I mean, it's Chinese food, for God's sakes. Yeah, it should have gone right through me. <laughs> <laughs> but just an amazing power track. And uh, holy fucking John Deere's this weekend. The, de- the Deere's are back, and I really like what I saw. Um, the workmanship and thought that went into them. The safety improvements in them, too. Um, very, very impressed. We heard some RPMs during the jackpot class. I haven't heard that kind of RPM since about what? Was that our made of footage from like 1998 or some yeah. shit? And the and the tractors back then, you know, 600, they 600 big cubes. No, 600 cubes back then was holy crap. That's a big motor, and you know we were running stuff through the barn there. It was 900 to a thousand easy. And yeah, and they were winding the shit off them. My favorite was the who was it? Josh Blackburn, I think it was. Reached down and actually oh, grabbed yes. the governor's yeah, spring yeah, it was and yanking that thing. That was in the jock- jackpot classes on Friday night. Yeah, there was no rules. Basically no rules. It wasn't illegal, so I mean. But I reached down and ripped that thing, and I, I was looking where to duck. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he did that on the far track. He was, he was far away from us. Oh, no, that was right in front of us. Oh, was it on the near that side? That was on the near side. That was on your track. I guess the good thing is that if a deer lever lets go, as long as you're not standing directly in front of or behind it, you should be all right. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. But uh, but we saw a lot of them braced and, and having... Mulkies, I love their bracing system and how they tie them together. Some kind of tie bar system at least. Andrews, I don't know, it's it's aluminum. I don't know if the thing really caved in on, in a heavyweight class. I don't know if it would... It, it's better than nothing, don't get me wrong. But we did see actually some effort now on the on the big inch deers to to trust the chassis and and, and give it some strength, which I really really liked. And the, there were other other tractors there too, not just deers that were having showing frame ties, uh, tie back bars, and um, good to see that. I I like that. It's positive yeah, it's stuff. time they're getting the horsepower numbers on these tractors and the torque numbers. The big thing, the torque numbers. Yes, that they need to be able to do that. And uh, with no rule prompting from the organization. No, it's not a requirement that they have them, but they've got them. And it's not even a suggestion in the rules. They're just doing it. So that tells me they are being conscious of their own safety, which is really what you want to see in the sport. Yeah, as big as some of these guys are punching out engine blocks, and it's not again, it's not just the deer guys. You know, they're windowing blocks and then welding in new covers to to keep the rods no. clear. No, the well, yeah, teaspoons. Huge surprise, right? Yeah, teaspoon. <laughs> but that when the when the block is considered a stressed member in the chassis, if you don't brace it when you're weakening it like that, it does cause a, a future fail point problem. And and uh, their guys are being proactive. They're doing something about it and. Um, the, the high winding deer guys too, I think every single one of them had full coverage on the flywheel. Uh, you know, they're doing the right things. It it was good. Yeah. It's nice to see it. People go, well, they're not the horsepower numbers of NTPA PPL. No, but NTPA and PPL are also not utilizing a chassis that is 60, 70 plus years old in these vehicles anymore. No, they're not. No, and, and, and these guys are really going super hardcore on, on the adding lightness philosophy. You know, again, we'll point at the Mulkey Brothers tractors. Holes in everything to shave weight. I saw several tractors this They're year. They're taking the Jeff Gravert approach. Yeah. Several tractors this year running um, gun-drilled billet axles. I mean, just they don't weigh anything. You know, it's just everywhere they can take weight out, they are. And the one that surprised me the most with that was a tractor that's been running Division Four forever and hadn't made any changes, but Richard Prokop. Yeah. You know, making some major changes, yeah, going to the Cat Brothers rims and going to uh, Pete's, you know, 
tube axles. Yep, he had he did have them in there. Yeah, and that's been a stout tractor without major change for a long time. But yeah, good to see Having Richard coming from Middleburg, New York. Yeah, all, basically all the way to Albany. Um, I think it's like an eight or nine hour drive for him to get to Michigan for it. Then our know. good friends the Rammels out like always. Yeah, from. Sioux Falls and areas around Sioux South Falls, Dakota. Crooks, uh, Del Rapids. So, yeah, actually, uh, Brian is actually further out than Mel. Is he? Okay. Yeah, uh, Crooks is uh, north, and a little west of Sioux Falls. Gotcha. I've actually been in Crooks, South Dakota. It's never cool, been, never been to South town. Dakota at all. You, oh, we're gonna have to go on a trip. I'd love to. I, I really want to go out I, just because I want to, but I want to see the Badlands too. Badlands are cool. The Black Hills are even cooler. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not a, I'm not a deserty type or wasteland type of person. It's cool to see. It's cool to see. I don't know. You know, wouldn't want to stay there, but we yeah. want to live there. But it's yeah. cool. But the Black Hills are absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But then again, so is Eastern South Dakota. Uh, right where they're at is just absolutely beautiful. Got to give a shout out to, uh, Allison Barber. Yes. Uh. Our saving grace, as always. Kept, kept our heads screwed on straight. When things were ready to fall apart, she'd be right there to, to stitch everything back up. So, And uh got to give a shout-out to Steve Aylmeyer. Put my fat ass in the seat of his tractor. Oh, yes. It made me feel better about it because he weighs more than me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh helped him uh, figure out some stuff on his tractor. And yeah. uh, very stout running 460. You just got to get past being scared of it and underestimating it. So. Get pissed at it, Steve. Get pissed at it. Yeah, I drove it. I didn't give a yeah. shit if I broke it. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. You know, but I mean, good to be in the seat of that. And I kind of really wanted to try running a actual speed limit for a change and not being maxed out on a on uh, my gear like I normally run with thumb. But, you know, little different feel to it and different getting onto a tractor back with the throttle on the steering column. column. Yeah. How long have I been on a tractor with a side throttle? Forever. Forever. Yeah. I mean, last time I did one like that was a 656, and that's been six, seven years ago now? Something like that. Six yeah. years ago? So, no, uh, great, great event. and Not bad weather, really, in all reality, wasn't bad. No. Rained a little on Friday, but, I mean, shit, so what? It's October in Michigan. What do you expect? Yeah, but, I mean, warmed up. We were... Yeah t-shirts at times friday you know? yeah friday in bulk of friday i was in a t-shirts you know so that's that's awesome too to be able to do that and the hook numbers holy fuck mm-hmm. i didn't think friday was ever gonna end. no it didn't feel like it and i was kind of pleasantly surprised i guess i figured being a friday like that maybe that it would be a little bit of a soft day and it wasn't actually we had more hooks on friday we lost some guys for saturday so yeah, I know we were pushing 500 hooks on uh, Friday, including the jackpots, and also uh, 350 plus hooks on Saturday. So I mean, yeah. we were 800, if not north of, for uh, total hooks for the weekend. And I know it's probably been a long time for you to have a 12-hour marathon of antiques like that. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done a day where it went that long. I can't. I can't honestly think of when it was. We started at 8.15, Yeah. and we didn't stop till what was it, just after 9. Yeah, we had a 90-minute break in there for dinner, yeah. but still, I mean, it's it was nonstop. We got to get you to Sigourney this year. I'd like to. That's when, that that poll is kind of unique. It was, it was such a big deal even before really NATPA started as an antique poll, and I bought the the video set of that event from I want to say 1996 or something for Photo Joe when he was still doing that stuff, just because it was such a cool different thing and yeah I do want to go out there and see that. I'm headed there in March, so add it on the list. Yep, this is, we're down to our final two hooks for the year. Yeah, pretty much. We've got Wasia. Which I can't really, I'm probably going to sneak down there for part of the day Friday, but then that's it. I got to see what the schedule breaks down. The 460 may or may not be going. Yeah, I got the kids that weekend, so I'll probably go Friday during the day for a little while. But And uh, 
then we'll end our year in Tunica. And that's it. Yeah. Are you, are you getting excited? I've never been down to Mississippi. No, I've been. I've been to Mississippi, and it's it's called Tunica, Mississippi. It's that's a. You're not you excited can, to go you can down spit there. Spit into Tennessee from there, but no, I I think it's gonna be a blast. So uh, with that, Armstead needs some nicotine. We've been talking for about I don't know 25 minutes here, and I told you I'd only last 30 seconds, but my fat mouth wouldn't stop running. So <laughs> we're gonna take a break here. This is Sidetrack, powered by DHD, heard on Pulling Radio Network. Dirty Hooker Diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist at Harbor Beach. We're Michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related. Specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for Duramax, Cummins, and Powerstroke diesel engines. From custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors. Check them out at DirtyHookerDiesel.com. Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full-service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small. So give us a call, 989-479-0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final authority on everything performance and replacement. And we're back with Sidetrack, powered by DHD. You're heard here on the Pulling Radio Network. And uh, you're going to get my blood pressure up with this segment, aren't you? Well, I don't intend to. It wasn't even me that did it. No, but you introduced me to this. Yes. Talk about rules a little bit. Uh, Everyone's favorite subject. Yay! But as pertains to the antiques... Diesel trucks. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, two five trucks. Let's do that one. Turbocharger discussion, anyone? All right, I'm ready now. Let's do this. Ah. You you lead into this one, because otherwise I'm going to get going right away. Yeah, well, it, it actually, I guess uh, to expand things a little bit broader, really we kind of started the whole uh, ATP is back, ATPA is back thing, and there was going to be a... Uh, Midwest Winter Nationals or whatever the hell they were going to call it, Fort Wayne. Well, part of it's true. Well, it's not going to be the ATPA. It's going to be the VTPA. Tom McConnell's got uh, Vintage Tractor Pulling Association fired up and looks like it's going to be a round of events throughout southern Indiana, Kentucky primarily. They are going to have a one-day deal at uh, the Coliseum in Fort Wayne, Indiana for antiques, I guess. So it, the rumors were partly true, just some of the details had to get filled in and fleshed out. And one thing that I noticed of uh, their rules to start with is that it's basically a rehash of USAP, uh, which is, I think for all intents and purposes, I think we can all say that USAP is basically dead. Uh, I don't think they really even exist any longer. There's events of their ilk that, that are still run, White Pine, Tennessee, Tunica, Mississippi, and so forth. But the rules are basically the same. It's 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 It boils down to this. Anything goes, and then there's speed limits. Do whatever the hell you want uh, as long as you hit the speed limits. And that's fine. I, I think it's a very simple rule book. It, you can fit the whole damn rule book on one sheet of paper. and it's, Yeah, it's great. It's, you know, speed limit pulling. governs, and it's easy. The one thing that did stand out to me in theirs, though, and I don't know, I, I'd have to go see if I could find an old copy of the old USAP style, radial tires are allowed. I, I do like that because a lot of guys are running into, the bias plies are getting harder to find. Yeah, you just can't get them. And some of the newer manufacturers are coming out with the, you know a radial in that size, but uh, nothing bias ply yet. Although, actually, I think there is you, a... You do see some... Pro Puller getting something out there? Yeah, well, they're supposed to be, but it actually jumped out at me in the back of the, I think it was the back of the You're going to have to leave that one here because I, I did not renew my Hook Magazine subscription, yeah, so I've, I need some. I'll leave it here for you. I need some Brian Lively love. I finished it, but there was an ad in here somewhere for somebody making an 18438 that is a bias, I thought it was a bias ply. I'm going to have to find that at some point. Um I don't want to waste a bunch of time doing it right now, but I thought it was in here. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's that. But then also in this um, particular issue is a set of rules that uh, were agreed upon by a committee of people who got together and had some meetings on the subject. I guess it looks like a list of about 20 people's names on there. And 
Um, I recognized maybe three or four of the names, and you know, so there's some experience behind it. But uh, they came up with what they want to be is a yeah traction unlimited. Um, ten model sizes from fifteen five thirty eight to thirty point five thirty two. I'll have to check and see if they actually were bias ply. I guess maybe I'm misremembering, which anything is possible. Shit their At your around. age, I'm not surprised. Shit, they rattles around inside my head. Who the almost what what I was thinking about? But anyway, so this was in the the most recent hook, and um, it includes some justifications of why certain rules are written the way that they are, and. <sighs> Yeah, I got, I got, I got things with this, this, this set of rules. Set them up. So really, the the big thing that jumps off the page in a lot of these, it, it's a divisional type structure that everybody's familiar with. So that's not new. What they're doing though is uh, they're not hewing to a hard number speed limit. They're just saying. Must pull in either first gear or first or second gear. And the intention is so that the tractor performs or rolls along as the manufacturer intended. And holy shit, does that open a can of worms in my opinion. You could you could get into all kinds of crazy shit. As long as that shift lever looks like it's in first gear. You know. Oh, I, I found this... Uh, you know, 8.4 mile per hour first gear. It was uh, used for only one year in 1942. They put them in Farmall M's that were designated as uh, aircraft tugs only for Norway. <laughs> Prove me wrong. You know, I don't have a problem with the being in first gear. because Yes, I do. Yeah, why am I even lying? Yes, I do. I do have a problem with that because part of being a puller is choosing your gear. Just like choosing where you put your weights or set your tire pressure or how whether or not you have your drawbar at your maximum. You know, that's all your choice. But what really, really got me fired up was the attempt at logic. We'll put it that way. On the intro to this whole article where they go, well, a tractor built from the factory for 65 horsepower, whether it's an Alice Chalmers, John Deere, IH, Ford, whatever, they're all identical as far as how they were built. They're, you know, one's going to be the same as the other. They're going to be ideally matched. Nope. If that was a fucking case, everybody's sales would have been equal and they would have just been picked on what fucking color they came on. No. Duh. Every brand has their fucking advantage. IH had the TA, John Deere, of course, had the big torque. You know, Alice Chalmers had their little thing, spin on things. You know, every brand had their little niche to draw their customers in. Is a 55-horse tractor the same as another manufacturer's 55-horse? No. I can tell you that right now just because my dad's got, had a Ford 5000, and we got a 606 International. Both are... Nebraska field tested at 53 fucking horse. Which one's left on the farm still, Charles? 606. Yeah, that Ford's long fucking gone. It couldn't hang. No. So I guess they're not the same. No, I, uh... And to tell me that first gear is what these manufacturers design these tractors to be in all the time is about as much horse shit is when traction engines were around and they couldn't exceed 1.5 miles an hour while plowing because you'd burn the fucking soil. Yeah, that's why they were geared so low. That's why they didn't move very fast. Because they thought if you'd move too fast with a plow on the ground, you'd burn the motherfucking soil. What they would do when they see our vertical tillage machines going 15 miles an hour in the dirt, I don't know. But I have a feeling they'd lose their shit. Just like I'm losing my shit over this. Yeah. Well, and it's the, the inherent contradiction of it all. You know, there's there's purpose statements. And when it comes to the first gear thing, um, I mean, I lost it here. Yeah. 
Let me. We'll just use Division One because it's the one I can find right now. That's Rule the best D. class for this shit. Rule D: Speed, low gear and or low gear speed, whatever the fuck that means. Can't shift torque. Purpose: To have tractors run stock gearing and speeds intended by manufacturer. Well, if your tractor came with a torque amplifier or power divider, what was the manufacturer's intention? For you to shift the motherfucker. Precisely. I just, I don't know. I can't really follow this thing. We have a club around here that does this. You go up to Division 3, here it is, same rule, Rule D. First or second gear, and then in parentheses, regional policing of speed. So what the, the speed fuck li- does that mean? So is it a speed limit class or isn't it? I, I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? I'd pull here in Michigan if they have, God forbid, some idiot promoters and dumb enough to bring these guys in they are they're gonna run a five mile an hour speed limit but i go down to fucking tennessee they're gonna fucking run a two mile an hour speed limit on the class yeah i don't know it's yeah that's screwy one thing i did like that they did and i do hear you know division two traditional style with you know original tires and then the division two top cut very very popular it's wonderful for their division two they just said not screw it any cut, because we don't want to have to deal with it. We don't have to have the, you know, save the argument over what's a cut tire and what's not. Kinda, I kind of do kind of like any that. Cut. That's any fucking cut. That could be a full cut fucking tire. Which is fine. It does, it does save the argument of having the argument. It's just, you know, okay, it's it, it, cut it. Who gives a shit? Do whatever you want. Oh, okay. But only first gear. Yeah, because that'll be fucking fun. Let's make antique pulling even fucking slower. And don't get me wrong, I love speed limit pulling. I thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It is the biggest mental game I've ever played, short of being married. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I went there. Uh, but Jesus, this is iLock pulling. Yeah. Like I said before, we're going to buy you know, half a dozen Firewall M's, half a dozen John Deere G's, half a dozen Minneapolis Moline UB's. We're going to paint them all identical, build them all the same, and we're going to draw from a hat who gets to pull what. And actually, that would be more fun than this. Stock block or manufacturer's late model replacement. Ooh. So I can put a 450 block in my farm all M. Cool, that's nice. Next. But. Cummins and everything. But that's manufacturer replacement. So guess what, John Deere boys, with your fucking power blocks, you're done. You're done. You can't even pull with them. Because a power block is not a John Deere block. It's a tractor supply part. Back when tractor supply actually was a company worth shopping with. Hey, if you need dog food or some dumb decoration for the front of your country, in quotes, house, go there. Other than that, fuck off to that place. They haven't made anything good in a long time. Thank God Family Farm and Home. Or Rural King. There isn't one here yet. Well, there is. It's There's over, a couple. But... Over in Howell, but I'm not driving an hour to get there. Why not? Because it did, and I wasn't that impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been to Rural Kings, but there's something about an older Rural King that's a little bit lived in. This one's just a little bit too... Skip and Buffy, basic bitch, stone facades, Range Rovers in the parking lot for me. Uh, yeah, that's the best part about Rural King is they're only old Kmarts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old Kmarts and a, and a guy who was old enough to remember when that particular plot of land was nothing more than, you know, Jedediah's bean field. <laughs> shuffling around and a pair of... Velcro ruse that are worn down on the outside because his heels roll over and oh, and then hold on, hold on. I'm grabbing the magazine. Yeah, for go me. For this it. is good. This is great. Proposed national organizational names: National Pullers, very, very original. National Antique Pullers, because that won't get fucking confusing with NATPA. Yes. National Pulling Promoters. Yeah, promoter, somebody who puts on a poll. You're an organization. Get that straight. National Hookers. Yeah. Great. Finally, a union for the ladies of the night and lot lizards. I can't wait for the year-end banquet. National Full Pull Hookers. Uh. Okay. Let's get a little more original. We'll keep looking. 
National Sled Hookers. Wow, we're branching out. National Hook Seekers. Oh, uh, a union for the Johns. Even better. Uh, the Hooker Seekers. Classic and Antique Pulling Association. She better not be just in first grade, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? I can go with that one because it's got a cool acronym. Kappa. Anyways. Pre-60 Tractor Pullers. PSTP. Sounds like a goddamn disease and a fucking psychological medical book. Or maybe a suppository brand. Try new PSTP. Hook seekers. Holy shit. Man, we are fixated on one fucking thing. Full pull seekers. Well, that's everybody out there fucking pulling. So, yeah, I guess. Whatever. Hook enthusiast of the USA. Kind of clumsy, that one. You think? Pullers from the past. PFP. But this one I almost do like. Old Junk Fire and Smoke. And that one I kind of do like. But the rules are pre-57, so you're not going to get much smoke and not much fire. But we can go with the Old Junk. Old Junk Pulling Association. There we go. We nailed it. Done. Over with. Thank you. Just give me the credit for that. <laughs> awesome. Well done. <laughs> Just like that topic. <laughs> that, oh my God. I, I, I think we can stretch this out more. That rule book is so fucking asinine in some parts. But the you know, there's a lot of it, like I told you, I can agree with. Well, there's parts of it that's good, and, and I don't... It's very begrudge. logical. There's stuff that you see in just about every antique organization. I don't begrudge anybody, you know, getting together. Look, no organization's perfect. They all can do something better, and if a group of guys want to get together and try and formulate something that's going to work, more power to them, but this uh, just, uh, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. No. Oh. Never did get to ask Brian Lively about that one. I didn't even get to say hi to him. He would just, I saw him like twice, and then next thing I know, he's gone. Yep. Good seeing Brian, as always. And uh, if you haven't already, get online. Shoot Brian a message. Ooh, easy for me to say. Shoot Brian a Facebook message or an email to the Hook Magazine. Get your Tunica raffle tickets. Just saw the new uh, side panels on that Minneapolis Moline UB. Yeah, sweet. Oh, that whole tractor looks sweet. And uh, I gotta get my tickets for that. So do I. And uh, goes to St. Jude's. Always a great thing. And the best part with this one is the past two have been pullers that people donated complete. This one has been put together. I think the FFA was involved with the motor. Yeah, I think so. And. Um, but everybody's chipped in to get the parts and get the wheels and get this and get that. And it's just, it's a great tractor. And I hear it runs really well. Well, in the first one they did, that Oliver, that thing, you know, they brought it to the Great Lakes Classic that year they did it. And that thing was a class winner like a couple times, I think. Um, yeah. This, uh, it's a, you know, 425. It's a UB. Um, it's a gas, not propane. Yep. I mean, look at the list of sponsors. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. I didn't realize Mario had chipped in on it. You know what? Re oh, yeah. re read all them off. This is that's as, amazing. Yeah, as of right now, Platinum Sponsors, uh, the NATPA, Great Restoration and Repair, Travis Trent, Keith Edens, Cap Brothers Motorsports, Chris Johnson, Warren Townsend, Kale Mankey, Roger Emig, uh, Frank. Frank. Frank the Tank, Frank DeGroff and Frank's Wheels. Prairie Gold Sponsors, nice touch. Uh, Jason McCann, C5 Ignition, Lemon Stretcher Service, John Dietz, Bill Collison, Jerry and Corbin Lester, Scotty and Brandon Steers. Silver Sponsors, Jason Kirby, Steve Bortz, Steve Sorensen, James Schumann, Jason Volk, Brangers Performance and Machine, and Randy Babbitt. And Brown Sponsors, Scott Monell, Dennis and Matthew Riedenbach, Ellsworth Power Source of Elizabethtown, Kentucky, Jake Pillmeyer, and Michael Roop. 
And I think on the list now is Binder Light too. Yeah, Ted Dibble did the did the side shields, and I'm I'm pretty sure those were a donation. So oh, I wouldn't doubt it. And it all goes to a great cause. The St. Jude's goes to the kids. Every dime goes to the kids from this. Nothing is kept for anybody. And uh, great, great, great thing. You know, we saw the tractor get brought in. I'm kind of going, are they going to have it done in time? And they have, and they've been out running it. Yeah. And uh, you just. I don't know if I'm trying to think he was talking a little bit this week about where it was going to be seen, but, um, escapes me. It'll be at white pine. Um, don't know if it'll be at Wauseon. It will be at Tunica, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, lots on the list and, uh, another uh, division two top cut tractor, if I remember right. I think that's the intention. Yes. And, uh, just uh just can't can't wait to see it done and get down there and see it. Go to the Hook magazine and um you'll find out information on what's going on with it there. Uh on Facebook or on the website. And oh speaking of the Hook magazine, the the yes. new, the next issue's cover features oh. our home, our hometown pool. Not only our hometown pool, but one of our good friends. Yeah. Actually, somebody I know a little more than you, but... Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, Mo Cook from uh, Oil Springs, Ontario, in the seat of the Cooking Case, Case 930. Yeah, at the Armada Fair, so really cool to have that. Which so. is really bumming me out that I do not have a hook of subscription right now because I forgot to renew it down in uh, Gordyville this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is so cool. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Not finding it on the hook, but I think it was under Brian's page, personal page. I think it was, yeah. But uh, we'll share it on the sidetrack page for Yeah, we'll put something up there and get that get that in. It's uh definitely something that uh, everybody can relate to, you know, and uh with the local touch this is the second article Brian has done. Um on Armada, and great having him come up to see it. And uh, that really helped our career the first time he came up, you know? It really did, yeah. And uh, it looks like White Pine is going to be the next time it's going to be out because now that the side shields are done, I guess it's going to Mankey's shop to get some stuff done. So that's what I'm able to find out. Oh, and in the course of uh, going through this too, um, one of uh, something else that he brought awareness to, and, and I want to reiterate it, is this past weekend uh, the Sandifer family pulled light superstock. They have a first gen C10 drag truck that was loaded on a trailer yes. in Dayton, Ohio, with a square body diesel drag truck. And um, the whole rig, everything, the drag trucks, the trailer, the, the tow vehicle were all stolen. So um, there's pictures online of, of what the trucks look like. Uh, it's easier for you to just go go find it. It won't be hard for you to find. Um, find these damn things because that's bullshit. Yeah. The, the, I think the one truck was recovered but not theirs. Oh, the other one was found? The square body was found. Okay. Last I had seen, and this was, I think, either late last night or early this morning, was... Um, it was believed to have been seen headed westbound on I-80 somewhere west of Chicago. So I don't know. It's out there. Um, it's, a kind of a gray primer hood. It's got the GM, uh, what would you call that? 1950s gas station bathroom blue <laughs> front quarter panels. <laughs> and then, the kind of victory red cab and, uh, rear bed and it's a it's kind of a rat rod style got some patina but uh yeah it's a big tire it's a big tire drag truck so find the thing for the guys absolutely so uh gonna be a shorter show today i mean you know not much really to go on you know i mean season's winding down and I think we got about two weeks, and then we'll start seeing the Louisville invites get opened, and um, Gordyville list is starting to flush itself out just a little. I think uh, invites get opened for uh, Kentucky Invitational around the first week of December, so there's stuff coming. 
Actually, we do have something coming up this weekend that's going to be pretty awesome. You oh, yeah, Jesus. Don't Wrong forget me. on that. Yeah, on Sunday, uh, Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. Uh, we're going to be there uh, covering that on Sunday afternoon, and we'll bring you that next week. Yeah, I, I can't wait to go There's up there. huge-ass names. I mean, with the Motor City being here in Michigan, some of the names that are in the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame are as big as what would be in any Motorsports Hall of Fame. And it's just nice to get uh, – our presence requests there, not by the Hall of Fame, but uh, one of the members of the Hall, or uh, I don't know, board members or whatever of the Hall she's of the, Fame. She's a secretary, Secretary correct? or something yeah. like that, to uh, invite us to come up and uh, be present is an honor in itself. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to, to bring you that story and looking forward to going. I think it's going to be a cool, cool afternoon. You know, maybe someday some idiot won't listen to this show or... Maybe we'll be up to take there. us on our public merits, not the podcast merits. <laughs> More like dumb, merit, know, dumb mean, merits, maybe. You know, maybe. And uh, we've got some work going on, some stuff that we've been trying to get coordinated with to uh, work with the Hall of Fame on something. But I'm not going to mm-hmm. divulge what that no. is. But, uh, but I, there is a project. If we there. get it, if we get it set, I'm very excited for uh, the names we can pick out for the first class. Yes. Yep, that'd be something cool to look forward to. So, and with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. Good night. You make your living going up and down the road, and time is money. Would you like to save from 5 to 25% on fuel, up to 25% more power with better bottom-end acceleration? You need to get with DieselFreak.com and their truck tuning services. Works for Cummins, Caterpillar, Detroit Diesel, and more. If you want to kick it up another notch, you can get their off-highway tuning for high horsepower. It'll unlock the RPM limiters, twin-turbo setups, VGT turbo replacement, EGR valve delete, DPF delete, urea delete, and more, and it all comes with a 30-day warranty. Not only that, they've also moved into the agriculture realm. They'll bring their dyno on site to you. Get a baseline on your tractor, write a custom tune for it, load it up, and show you the difference. Also, with a 30-day warranty, save fuel, increase power with performance tuning from DieselFreak.com. For Case IH, Challenger, Klaus, Fent, John Deere, Massey, Ferguson, New Holland, Valter, and more, DieselFreak.com. They can be reached at 989-748-4145, 989-748-4145. Ask for Wade and tell them the bullet. Radio Network Section. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.